wait. And you've got to be willing, like Peter, to move out even when it makes your brain go tilt. Hallelujah. God wants to bless his people, but he wants to do it his way. Pastor Hagen always says the natural and the supernatural come together and make an explosive force for God. Well, we're the natural. His word is the supernatural. And when we step out to obey that, we create an explosive force for God so that we'll get blessed as a result of our obedience, but we'll spread the blessing around to others around us. How many of you can say amen? Amen. Woo! The new normal is increase. Say it with me. The new normal normal. is increase in every area of your life. Woo! All right. Jesus saw a lack and he changed it. He didn't say, wow, bummer. You guys were fishing all night. You didn't get anything. Jesus loaned, I mean, sorry, Peter loaned Jesus his boat and Jesus paid them back with net breaking boat sinking increase. What have you loaned Jesus lately? What have you given to God lately? Peter's boat was Peter's. It was his boat from his livelihood. And he let Jesus use it to preach the gospel, to preach the kingdom of God. And God increased Peter as a way of saying thank you for obeying my word. Thank you for letting me use your boat. Thank you for partnering with kingdom principles of increase. Hallelujah. When Jesus saw lack, he was moved to change it. And Jesus is moved to change our lives. All right, now we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of my study. (laughs) Number three. Let me give you the first two because I went really fast. You probably didn't even catch them. It was so fast. All right, so let me give them to you. I got to back up. Number one. Hold on. Number one, true increase begins in your soul. Working on you first. Obeying the word of God first, okay? Number two, don't be satisfied with the new normal. Only be satisfied with the supernatural normal of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of you. That leads you and guides you to do what you know in the spirit God's telling you to do. You with me? Is everybody, you're kind of looking at me funny. This means yes. This means no. You with me? Yes. Okay. Okay. Number three. Number three is this. Have ears that hear and eyes that see and mouths that speak. Simon heard the word of the Lord. Simon was willing to hear and obey, even though his first thought was to reject it. His first thought, Master, we toiled all night. We didn't get anything. He's he's fixing to reject Jesus' assignment. But then he thought, okay, but you know what, Lord, even though... I want to reject this. It sounds crazy. At your word, I'm going to do it. In other words, he saw, sorry, he heard the word. He saw in his mind's eye, oh, it's crazy, but okay, Jesus, if you say so, I'm going to do it. Amen. And then he spoke, I'm going to do it. And then he actually did it. He didn't just speak, I'm going to do it, and then stayed on the shore. He didn't say, I'm going to do it, and then do nothing. You have to do. You have to move out on your word. You see something, you hear something, you speak something, and you move out on top of it. It's a progression that must happen in that order in order to receive net-breaking, boat-sinking increase in your life. Hallelujah. Simon, what did he do? Jesus didn't do anything. 
Remember? What did Jesus do to get them to obey? The answer is nothing. They had to obey on their own. They had to receive what they saw, what they heard. They had to affirm it by speaking out, Jesus, at your word, I'm going to do it. And then they actually had to do it. All right? They had to affirm it with their mouth. You better write this down. This is good stuff. Affirm it with your mouth and then walk it out. All right? So it's hear, see, affirm with your mouth, and then walk it out. We're going to get into this a little bit more, a little bit deeper. The word of faith in your heart will cause you to make radical changes in your life. The law of behavior is this, that ideas and actions, all right, that are contrary to one's central belief system will not be acted upon. The law of behavior. In the natural, ideas and actions that are contrary to your belief system or your central convictions will not be acted upon. Peter made a good choice. He wasn't going to act, but he changed his mind based on the word of the Lord. It was the rhema word of the Lord, by the way. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't the, you know, the, the Pentateuch. It wasn't the books of the Old Testament that convinced Peter to do what Jesus said. It was a rhema word that Peter got from Jesus, and he moved out on that. It wasn't, you know, escrito está. It wasn't written anywhere. It was a verbal command from Jesus. And the Holy Ghost is giving you verbal commands all the time. Do this. Go there. Make them lunch. Give them 10 bucks. That guy you just walked by in the mall, stop, turn around, and go lay hands on them. We're getting verbal cues all the time from God. But do we stop, look, and listen? Like stop, drop, and roll? Right? Are we stopping at the edge of the street, looking both ways, listening for cars, and then moving out? In the natural, we do it all the time. But in the spirit, are we listening? Are we hearing the soft words of the Holy Ghost or the stern command of the Lord to fix that thing in your life? You've been sinning long enough. I've dealt with you a million times about that. Now cut that thing off. Right? God's speaking to us all the time. But the question is, are we listening? Are we affirming? And are we moving out in the right direction? Most people reject the supernatural. They're governed by the flesh. Your belief system will cause you to miss out on the supernatural abundance and blessing of God. God wants you to be supernaturally minded, supernaturally connected to him by the Holy Ghost. Hear, see, and speak. Hallelujah. So have ears that hear, eyes that see, and mouths that speak. Number four, make the decision to do these things and you will be blessed. You will be blessed. You know, we talked about how they did this and they got net-breaking, boat-sinking increase. But listen to this one. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 9 through 11 in the ESV translation. And I'll just quote it for you. To bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, the God who created all things, so that through the church... Listen, listen, who created all things so that through the church, 
the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was according to God's eternal purpose that he realized in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, what's the purpose of increase? What's the purpose of listening to God? What's the purpose of obeying, hearing, seeing, speaking, and moving? What's the purpose? To make known. Woo! To bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery that was hidden for ages in God. So that through the church, God hid it until the church was born. Because God wants to use the church to manifest the wisdom of God. Woo! So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Woo! The Lord is calling for the church to rise up for a special assignment in these last days. We're to come together and increase individually and collectively to do the will of God. Hallelujah. We are a voice for the Lord. A voice that will change the atmosphere. We're a voice that will change the nation. Hallelujah. By myself, I'm just one voice. But with all of us, we are, we are a great choir for God. Do. Okay, wait. Follow me. Do. Ray. Me. I just created a choir. You followed me. You heard me. You were watching me. You listened to me. You obeyed what I said to do. And now instead of my voice going, do a deer, a female deer, right? Right? And we're just conducting it, but we're all participating. Imagine if we did this in the community. I mean, not singing this song. But if we did this in the community. If we raised our voices as one. If we stood up and said, no more, Mr. Devil. You're not coming here to do that. We stand up as the body of Christ and declare the will of God be done. And guess what? When we've all taken personal responsibility for our lives, guess what you have that the enemy can't overcome? Authority. You have authority in the name of Jesus, and he has no claim against you. He stands up in the court of heaven and goes, Your Honor, I object. And Your Honor says, Show me the evidence. It's the... Well, they... Oh, no. Personal responsibility. I'm obeying the word of the Lord. I've got the word in me. I live the word. I don't just sing it in church. I don't just look pretty in church. When I head out the doors, I sing, I act, I speak, I do, I am the word of God. And so, therefore, I have power and authority when I need something supernatural to manifest in my life. I can hear Speak, see it, do it, and the enemy has no recourse against me. Woo! We change the atmosphere in order to change the nation. When you change your thoughts, you'll change the world. Point number five, the power of God 
will never be released until you know that he is the God of increase. He is the God of increase. The Old Testament tribe of Issachar knew this. They had a deep understanding into the times and the ways of God. And by faith, they knew what God needed done in the world. They could see it because they studied it for themselves. Hallelujah. Oh, that's my alarm. Shoot. I got 10 minutes, y'all. How many of you will give me five more minutes? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So about 7.50 is when we're going to be done. Okay, here we go. So because we have the Holy Spirit, we've got access to the throne room. And in the throne room, we see what he sees. He sees the big picture. And when you're in him, in Christ, like my husband said this morning, you're in the throne room with God and you can see and hear everything that's going on in the spirit world by the Holy Ghost that lives on the inside of you. Amen. And so we understand, listen to this, 1 Chronicles 12, 32. And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. You and I should have an understanding not only of the ways of God, but the time of God in which we live so that the body of Christ knows what to do. In this day, in this age. Now let's come back to Kairos. All right? Kairos. The Kairos of God. Slide number 12. The Kairos of God is this. It's an ancient Greek word, and there's two of them for the word time. One is chronos and one is kairos. All right? Chronos is chronological time, sequential time, date lines, you know, calendars, day-to-day routine. Kairos is an ancient Greek word, which means, listen to this, the right, critical, opportune moment for action. Woo! You got to act on what you know. You got to act on what you see. You got to act on what you hear. Kairos moments in the spirit are when the Holy Ghost prompts you to do something in a moment of time. We call them suddenlies. We call them aha moments. And what they really are, are kairos moments in an appointed time. And the children of Israel in the Old Testament understood that. They knew what they should do in their time. And you and I need to know what to do in this time. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that these two times are running simultaneously. They're running together. But we don't live, I mean, we do live on Kronos time, right? We all have a watch. We all have calendars. We get up at 8, go to bed at God knows what. You know, we work till 5 or whatever. We're, 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 we're governed by time, Kronos. But we should be more governed by Kairos. Because you're hearing from the Holy One on the inside of you. Right? Kairos, it's the right, opportune, supreme moment. It's qualitative. God can use our work in Kronos to bring people to himself to be transformed by the Kairos. By a moment. That guy walking by you in the mall that you were supposed to give 10 bucks to, you missed a Kairos moment. You missed a Kairos moment. God is saying... We've got to know the season we're in. Kronos is quantity. Kairos is quality. We live in a measure of time. But that measure of time is going to run out. And we're going to jump on over into Kairos eternity. But God wants you to get the Kairos things done on earth. 
that's your new normal. To live in the spirit that you're looking for, anticipating. You're like, ooh, what do I get to do today in Jesus? What does he want me to do today? What kaidos moment will open up before me that I get to participate in? If you're not seeing and hearing, you're going to miss your critical right and opportune moment. Hallelujah. All right, so now this brings us to the next point. And I'm, I'm, this is a study. It's part of a new book that I'm putting together. And it's, I'm giving you the condensed version. Here's the second thing you need to know. Oh, I've got five minutes. Okay, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Okay. In September of 2019, on Rosh Hashanah, we crossed over into a new decade according to the Hebrew calendar. We went from the 1970s into the 1980s. I got to skip all the particulars on that. Just trust me. That's what it is. We moved from a decade which drew attention to the eye, which was the seeing. In other words, in the 70s, according to the Hebrew calendar, which is the last 10 years, okay, starting in 2020. So from 2010 to 2020, that was the decade of seeing and knowing. Seeing in the spirit, knowing by the spirit. And in September of 2019, we moved into a new decade on the Hebrew calendar, which is the 80s. The 80s is the 10 years of an awakening and an awareness to the word mouth, which is the Hebrew word pay. In other words, the decade of speaking, of speaking what you've been seeing and knowing in the spirit. Now you've got to speak it out. You've got to give birth to it. In 2019, November, I did a women's conference. That's when my women's conference is. And in that conference, the Lord gave me this message. And the, the message about uh, pay, okay, declaring, a, dec a decade of declaration. I had no idea what was coming in a few short months. But God did. He saw ahead. He knew what 2020 was going to represent. And he gave me this word to give to my women and give to our church before it exploded in the natural on the earth. Your mouth, your mouth is the creative part of you. When you speak God's word, you create your future. You create substance. You create matter. You create real substance with your mouth. We are to guard our heart, the Bible says, above all else, for it determines the course of your life. In other words, the Bible says, out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So depending on what's in your heart will determine what you're speaking. But if you're not speaking the right things, you can bring death upon yourself rather than life. That's why speaking is so important. Filling your heart with all the goodness of God and having that personal uh, increase so that you can speak the right things out. And right now, I mean, we've, we're, we're two years into a decade of speaking. The, the, the time of seeing and knowing, I mean, the Holy Ghost is with us. He's always going to show you stuff, right? He's always going to tell you stuff. But God was downloading stuff for the last 10 years to the body of Christ, knowing that this day was coming. That there would be these restrictions and lockdowns and shutdowns and pandemics and chaos and confusion. But the body of Christ wasn't to be thrown around by any of that. We were to rise up and speak. The word of God says, the word of God says, I'm going to live this way. I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above, not beneath. 
Famine's not gonna come near me. God will send a raven with food if I need it. Woo! How many of you 2020 and 2021 were your best years yet? They were for me. They were for me. God provided supernaturally because we've been seeing and we've been knowing and we've been speaking the word of the Lord. Romans 12.2 says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. You'll see it and you'll know it, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Oh, I'm not going to get through. I'm already done. All right. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Real fast. I got to go fast, but I'll... um. Yeah, my book will come out and you can read it. Woo, okay. God's word is pictures. God's word is sight, sound, and light. In Psalm 36, 9, it says, in your light, we see light. In your word, we see truth. We see what's going on. We're making preparation. He's the God that sees ahead and provides. He sees ahead and provides for the future. Hallelujah. But guess what? You have to see, know, affirm, and speak it out for you. I'm going to see, affirm, and speak out what God's telling me for me. But you got to see, hear, and affirm, and speak out what God's telling for you. It's my alarm again. Snoozing. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Oh, I'm not going to get through. I'm not. There's just too much. There's too much. But let me get to this one thing, one thing, one thing, one thing. Okay. Back up, back up, back up. Okay. In the pay, all right, in the speaking, put, the, put up slide number 18 because I just think it's a great slide. Actually, show them 17 too. Show them 17. Spirit of God, breathe in me. Spirit of God, breathe in me the Holy Ghost, your word. I can see things. I can know things by the logos. I can see things. I can know things by the rhema that you give me in prayer. In worship, in studying the word, breathe in me, Holy Ghost, and show me some stuff. And then, slide 18. We are currently in 5782. That's where we are right now. And it's the lion roaring with his mouth open because we are in the time of speaking and acting. And get this. The, 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 the pay is, is the, a letter which is in the shape of a mouth. And it has two strokes, which are called the cough and the yod. The cough means a container, and the yod means a divine spark. In other words, God has given us a divine spark by the Holy Ghost. It's in this container of my humanity, and my job is to get it out by the spirit of seeing and knowing, and then speaking it. We're to speak it. That right there, which is on the screen, is awesome. That right there is this, and this is the, this, that's called a dagesh, okay? That little dot is called a dagesh, and what that means is it's a tooth. When it's present in the word pay, it means to profess the glory of God, okay? You're to profess the glory of God. In other words, we're to say what God says. We're to act like God. We're to be more and more holy, reverent, just like Jesus, we're not to just sing it, we're to be it. Because we've seen some things, we know some things. And now we're going to speak out our future from a position of authority. The devil can't get me because I'm righteous with God, right? That's the foundation. So when I profess and speak God's word, 
God's word will be performed. But then this dot there that you see, it means one like Pharaoh. Okay, here we go. This is the good part. A person who does not give God the glory and who does not speak to magnify God. In other words, Moses was professing what God wanted to happen, right? Let my people go so we can worship our God. And Pharaoh said, I'm not letting your people go. I don't care if you want to worship your God. In other words, oppressing God's people. A government official oppressing God's people. Work with me here. A Pharaoh, government official, oppressing God's people. So it says, a person who does not give God glory or speak to magnify God, like, like Pharaoh did, the Lord, that little, that little dot there, when they don't speak the word of God properly or they suppress the word of God or they minimize the word of God or they, yeah, oppress the word of God, right? We've been under a bit of oppression for a while. It says this. It says that God will remove the tooth from Pharaoh's mouth, and he was only able to speak evil because he did not know God. That tooth is associated with wisdom, and those who refuse to speak this word in this time will be set aside as Pharaoh was set aside. Pharaoh was drowned in the sea. Pharaoh was overcome by the children of Israel, by the leaders of God, by the godly nation. Because they were obeying God. And Pharaoh tried to stand in their way and oppress them and get them off their mission. And he was destroyed. And this is the prophecy the Lord gave me in 2019, not knowing what we were coming into. I spoke this out at my women's conference and I said, all those leaders who oppress God's people, don't allow them to worship. I even said, don't allow them to gather. Who knew? The Holy Ghost did. Will be like Pharaoh. They will have their wisdom tooth removed. And they will be relegated to the back of burner. Some people in this next decade, let me prophesy it again, will have their tooth, their wisdom, their knowledge removed because they did not speak boldly about the glory of God. And they did not act according to the wisdom that God had given them. They saw it, they knew it, and they would not act upon it. They will become known among the Christians as believers who do not know God because they would not speak to glorify him. And the only way you can glorify him is by speaking and acting according to his word, not man's word, not bowing to Pharaoh, not bowing to Nebuchadnezzar, not bowing to those that would minimize God's word. God has called us to live and move and have our being based on seeing and knowing what the Spirit is saying to the church in this day. And then we're to speak it and act boldly upon it. And you will receive, no doubt, persecution for it. That's a given. Jesus prophesied you would. We're not exempt from the persecution of standing boldly on God's word. He said, persecution will come because of me. They'll be offended at you because of me. Speak anyway. But he said, I will increase you for your obedience. Daniel came out of the lion's den. The three Hebrew children came out of the fiery furnace. Moses crossed over the Red Sea into the promised land, which is a type and a shadow of our future. And this is our time to speak. This is our time to act. 
based on the word of God. And I'm telling you, anyone in leadership, whether it's civil, Christian, public education, political, whatever form of leadership they have, if they are a Christian especially and refuse to stand up for what they know is right and they side in with Pharaoh, their wisdom will be removed and they'll be relegated to the back room. And God help them. But you and I, if we stand up as one voice and sing together as one voice, we're not tolerating this anymore because God's word says so. We're not going to tolerate sin in the church. We're not going to tolerate the stuff we've been tolerating. We're going to rise up and declare the glory of God based on his word. And if that's you, would you stand with me tonight? Father, I thank you. In just these few short moments, we got a bit of it out, Lord. There's so much more. But, Father, we thank you that you've at least sparked these people, Father God, to dig and dive deep into the spirit of seeing and knowing by the word of God and to understand what it means to stand up and boldly speak the word of God in these last days, Father. Give them the wisdom that you gave to Moses. Give them the wisdom to know what to say, how to say it, when to be quiet. For there is a season and an appointed time for everything under heaven. But Father God, when we have an opportunity to stand and speak that which is holy and righteous, embolden us with your power to do it increase our faith to do it as we apply your word to our own personal life and we increase in our relationship with you that you'll increase our wisdom to speak your word in the appointed time father you've called us for this kairos moment for the purpose of magnifying the name of jesus and expanding the kingdom of God around the world. It was prophesied And I don't know, I, 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 I definitely thought for sure, well, it is. It, it's, it's, out of this, it's out of this city that great things would come forth. And it's already begun. It's already happening. It's already moving. Things that we know or don't know are already moving. There was a prophecy that a, a vapor would go around the world and it would be a plague. And that vapor has gone around the world. And the plague has gone around the world. And shortly thereafter, all that could be said was the name Jesus. 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 Declaring Jesus. Speaking Jesus. Emulating Jesus. 
the works that he did, he said we would do and greater works than these because I go to the Father and I will operate through you by the Holy Ghost and I'll bring glory to my name through you, my church, my glorious church. I will be glorified, said the Lord, through the body of Christ, which is the church. Those that see and know and speak and do will have wisdom for such a time as this. And you will stand, some of you, will stand before kings, and you will make those declarations. You'll stand before civic leaders, business leaders, educational leaders, and you will draw a line in the sand and you will say, here and no more. We will not bow to the enemy, which is the influences, the satanic influences that are circling our globe at present. Working in the secular community and in the house of God as well. Be aware of sheep and wolves' clothing. Be aware of those who speak but have no fruit, whose leaves are out but there's no fruit on the tree. Follow Jesus. Speak his word with humility and wisdom. And God will bless you and increase you, you and your children on the earth. And you'll store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. With every head bowed and every eye closed, Pastor Mark, would you come and lead us in prayer? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Perchance anybody here, you don't know Jesus tonight. Well, we just have heard an amazing word about the authority that we have in obedience to God, how to increase our life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, the very beginning of that place of seeing and knowing what the Spirit of God is saying, following Him, creating with your words the future that God has for you, is that relationship with Him through the blood of Jesus. If you're here this, tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, raise your hand. We want to pray with you tonight. Many of you may be believers, but we want to take that moment. If you're here tonight, just raise your hand high if you need to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. See that hand. See that Jesus name. We just want to pray for you tonight. Anybody else want to join these two? In Jesus name. Make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Hallelujah. Let's praise the Lord. I want you to pray this prayer with me. The Bible says that any man that be in Christ is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, everything becomes new and everything is of God. All your sin washed away. A relationship with God emerges because he reconciled you to himself. It says if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved if you believe in your heart that Jesus came to the earth and died for you, that God raised him from the dead for your forgiveness of sin, you set aside your own ways, the way that you were going. You set aside all the things that you've built up in your life, the idols that you've built up in your life. John Bevere said it like this, other lovers that you've had that you just, you know, spend time with and make Jesus the single 
most important lover of your soul, Lord of your life, that he'll come in and be the master of your life. So for these two that have raised their hand, let's just join with them. If you raised your hand, pray this from your heart. I just want to lead you in this prayer. Say, Father God, I come to you tonight with a humble heart. I'm tired of doing things my way. I believe that Jesus came to the earth, that he died for my sin. God raised him from the dead so that I could be forgiven and sanctified. So tonight, I set aside my way and ask you, Jesus, to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. Thank you for forgiving me and saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if you prayed that prayer for the first time, there'll be altar workers, there'll be people up here. Just come and say, I prayed that prayer. They'll rejoice with you. But I want to just give you a gift. It's just a couple of little booklets that you can read that will uh, help you to know the decision you made, the new birth, who you are in Christ, and really a book called In Him that'll cause you to just start reading and saying, in Him, this is who I am now. Not who I used to be, but who I am now. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Is there anyone here, you came and you need prayer uh, for your body. If there's any sick in your body, raise your hand. Anybody? We have a couple up here. Anyone else? You need prayer for healing. Praise the Lord. Those of you around them, just uh, stretch out your hands here. Let's just pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Your word says that these signs will follow them that believe. They'll lay hands on the sick, and the sick will recover. And so we thank you right now, Father, whatever the ailment whatever the sickness, whatever uh, has attacked their body, pain, bruising, God, whatever it may be, we thank you. We command right now that all manner of sickness, all matter of disease, all source of pain and discomfort, that the healing power of God begin to move in their body. The very life of God in them, the Spirit of God, begins to quicken, make alive their mortal body, driving out ailment, illness, sickness, disease, pain, In the name of Jesus, we command healing and restoration. Healing and restoration. Healing and a cure. We thank you, Father, that it begins to work right now and will work in their body until they are 100% whole. We thank you for it. Father, as we pray right now, we pray for Zane, whatever uh, has taken place in his leg and and whatever has torn in his leg, we command healing power. We command the bruising to stop. We command muscles, tendons, ligaments to be healed. Whatever's going on, if there's something in his bloodstream, we command it to be healed right now. A total healing and a cure that you work in his body. Right now, we declare, we speak to his body right now. As we speak to those who are ailing, we command healing, health, restoration and wholeness not by who we are but because of what you've done by paying the price and because of the authority that you have given us because of the blood of the lamb we declare and command healing and wholeness in Jesus name amen amen why don't you be seated for just a moment
How many of you were taught the word tonight? That was a good word. Amen. Good word for increase, to begin with obedience to God. Amen. So often, you know, the enemy gets us off track. And, and sometimes even when we're talking, that word obedience always throws, tries to throw our mind into a works mentality. But it's not a works mentality. It is when we understand what God has said to us is for our betterment and not to our detriment. That we begin to know the love of Christ. And it causes us to say, you know what, I will follow you because you have already proven that you have done uh, for my best interest, you've sent Jesus. And so that which you have instructed me, I will obey. And when we get to that point of obedience to that word, we begin through that act of obedience to begin to see and to know more. We realize that, that, that what we see and know that we begin to speak out has created power and impact uh, upon lives. So really, as you embrace what you heard today and begin to just really harbor it in your heart and, and protect it, right? It will grow up. It will begin to transform uh, things in your life. It will bring increase, right? Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, it, it works in your life. Sometimes we're just looking, you know, it's supernatural. Sometimes we think of, of supernatural as being kind of woo-woo, but it's supernatural. It's more powerful, right? And so when we act upon that, emotionally, the natural in our emotions starts to overwhelm us. But when we act in obedience and speak what God said, it's supernatural and begins to bring the emotions in line with what God has shown us and what the Word of God says. When our thoughts start to run off track, but we capture those, what God has shown us, what God's Word says, and we speak it, it's supernatural. It's not magic. It just is more than naturally what's going on. It supersedes the natural, right? And so those practical principles are there to create power, right, power to overcome. And as we walk, as she said, as we personally take responsibility to utilize that power to overcome spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, then we are going to begin to affect those around us, right? So we're looking for something, that, that power to be released, to overcome, not just something, whew, you know, for goosebumps, we get that in the Spirit of God. But personally, when we start to see that overcoming power through what we've seen, what we've known, what God has shown us, that obedience to God to say to overcome. Well, you know, the Spirit of God says, I want you to get up and, and be thankful this morning and praise. I don't feel like praising. Well, that's one of the first steps of obedience. I'll praise you. So then you start praising in, in, in obedience, and then the person passes you in the mall, and, you're, and he says, give them 10 bucks and you're like, I know that voice. That started this morning when I woke up and obeyed him personally. Now my obedience goes out beyond myself. Amen. I'm not going to re-preach this message, but again, glory to God. Good word. Amen. So we communicate with the teacher. You know this every time we hear the word of God, especially when someone comes to deliver it from the gift of God in them, we get to make a value decision. We've received something so valuable, the word of God that we can communicate of a value that God has put within our life, a natural substance, because we know the value of the word that we've received. Amen? And God just says, when you make that value judgment, when we always make that, that value judgment, that really value, honor, 
really brings value. So when we honor the word of God that we've heard through that value judgment, God said, if you'll honor me, I'll honor you. And so as we make that decision, say, man, I honor what God has brought, the gifts he's put in the body, the word. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring uh, of the natural substance. Then God really begins to work uh, in honoring us. And that's a, you know, it's a whole different teaching, you know, because, well, how does God honor me? He said that he would do that. He would bring honor, which really, you know, when we place a value on him, he's already placed a value on us. Tim said that this morning. But he says, listen, when you make that decision in this area of your life, I will bring it back to you. I will cause a harvest to come back to you more abundantly. Amen. If you're making out a check, make it out to New Creation Church. If you're giving by cash or debit or credit card, raise your hand. The ushers will give you an envelope. If you're giving by text, the number's up there. If you're watching online, you can also go onto the website, push the Give tab, get involved with us. Amen. Thank you for bringing that word to us tonight. Glory to God. Yep, you can give her a hand. Praise the Lord. We're thanking God we're not uh, golf clapping here. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are we ready? There we go. All right, Father, we just thank you for the word that we've received. Father, I thank you that each and every one will guard it in their heart, just as your word says. They'll guard their heart. Embrace this word. Nurture it. Water it. Meditate on it. It'll take root in their life. Grow up and be producing again and again and again to the best possible result. Increasing in the field of their heart the words that have been planted. And in that field of their heart as they've heard the word and embraced it and all that goes together, there'll be a fullness that arises out of their heart, and in that fullness of your word and the grace that you've bestowed, there will be a speaking with such power and authority to make change and to create change in our own personal life and the life around us, to set an atmosphere through our words where we go, to be influential. We thank you for the gifts in the body and the word, and now we acknowledge that we take advantage of our opportunity to communicate with the teacher our opportunity to do good to those who've imparted to us. So we thank you as each one takes advantage of that. God, we declare the blessings of the word of God. We declare that their every need is met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We thank you it'll come back to them in such a harvest way that all grace abounds towards them, that they have all sufficiency in everything, and they're able to give again and again, according to your word. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can go ahead and pass those buckets. Ladies, I want to remind you, uh, Rivers Ladies Conference is coming up. It'll be here before you know it, so go online. Register for that. Praise the Lord. Again, next week we're going to continue on our series, We Are the Body. And uh, I encourage you to be here. God's got some great things for us. Amen. And uh, any other announcements that I need to make coming up? David Barton will be here uh, August 17th. That's a Wednesday night. Look at your calendar. It's a Wednesday night. So it's midweek. Uh, come, and uh, you'll probably want to come. There will be a number of people coming to that from all over. Uh, so, uh, you know, don't come thinking 
it won't be well attended and end up in the back. But come in the front. Glory to God. All right, why don't you stand up? Say this we go. What God did in Christ Jesus far exceeds any damage done to me by Adam's fall. You can be dismissed. Make it a great week.